in, in my early days, I, I really wanted knowledge. I want, really wanted to get to know who the father was. And it was really diff, uh, difficult because it's like, it started off well, right? I listened to, you know, preacher so-and-so, brother so-and-so, and all the different preachers, the famous preachers, right? Because they had something. They had big ministries and they had a lot of information. They had a lot of knowledge. And I really wanted to get to know who the father was. So I kind of like piled up all the teachings together and, you know, like soaked in everything. I found that every time I get, got ahead, I would start coming backwards. Go ahead, come backwards. Why? Because I listened to one guy, then another guy would say something else and I would, you know, kind of take a step back. Listen to one guy, take a step back. Listen to one guy, take a step back. And I found that, you know, there was no real growth, although I was getting a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, right, about the Bible and about people's experiences, but I was not really getting to know the Father. But that teaching was going, you know, just taking me back and forth. And I was in a total state of confusion. So I had to come to a place, and I, I, I don't know whether I shared with you, but in the previous EGs, I did share with you about what Father God had told me about what to do because I had come to this breaking point where I said like, you know, it's like, this is, this is, this is it. This is the, I, I can't do this anymore because I still don't know you after I've been studying the Bible inside out. I can quote scriptures like left, right and center, but the, I, I still don't know you. What's the point of all this when I haven't really met you? I haven't really heard from you clearly. All I have is some sort of a, you know, a sense of who you are. Something, was that God? You know, the, did God say something? Uh, and, you know, that unsurety, sometimes it was sure, sometimes it was not sure. I couldn't tell. So I had to finally ask God, you know, it's like, I, I need this because here I am. I know for sure that you're there because I know you are. I can sense you. Right? And then it's like, Father God showed me this one scripture, right? John 17, 3. It says, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And he said, that they may know you. And all that while I had been reading the same scripture, but in my mind it was, it read out like, and this is eternal life that they may know about you, right? And Jesus Christ whom we have sent. The thing, I, did, I didn't know, understand the difference between knowing about God and knowing God himself. World of a difference. Knowing God and knowing about uh, something about him are two different things because that's what I've been doing all along. Getting all the information about him, but I didn't know him. God told me very clearly at that point of time. I said, I'm an open book. You know, I'm putting aside everything. I need you to, I'm forgetting everything I know. Everything that I think I know, everything that I think I've studied, that I think, you know, I know about you or who you are. I'm putting everything aside. You need to write yourself on me. You need to be who I am and I need to be who you are. Everything is brand new. And he said this one thing that changed everything for me. He said, I want you to stop reading the Bible. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, stop reading the Bible is like the most devastating thing I could ever hear. But that's the first thing he said. Stop reading the Bible. And now it took me by surprise. Because stop reading the Bible is not something I, I would imagine God telling anyone. Especially at that point in time. Look, I mean, God telling you, stop reading the Bible. What would you do? Right? That really doesn't make sense. And everything, and all the while I think of all the times I'm wondering, was that God? Was that the devil? Who's, who's telling me something like that? You know? But that was God. 100% I know that was God. He said, stop reading the Bible. Because I had come to that place where I know that this is something that God is saying. And that was very, very clear. 
I stopped reading the Bible and I started spending more time with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. I started that, that sensitivity, that sensing of who God is started becoming more tangible and more real. It started become, becoming more, more lifelike. I started experiencing God personally till I finally met Jesus face to face, till I finally met the Father face to face. And now it's like a daily thing, it's common occurrence. But the point is that it had to start at a place where I had to put aside everything, make everything blank. Only then, because every time we go to God, we go to Him with some preconceived idea of this is who you are. And God is not going to change your mind. God will never violate your thinking. Only when you want Him to, according to your heart, according to your will, only then will He show you with if you have an open mind. If you are telling God this is who you are, he's not going to say anything. He'll say, okay. Right? He's not going to try and change your mind at all. Contrary to what, you know, we've heard so many people say that, you know, it's like God, you know, beat me up and all this stuff. God is not going to do that. That's not the Father. The Father, if the Bible says the Father is love, okay? If Jesus says the Father is love and Jesus exemplified the Father for us, then that's a perfect example of who the Father is. Uh, there was one guy who said, you know, Jesus, is, uh, Jesus, you know, used a whip on uh, people. Jesus never used a whip on anyone. He used a whip on the tables and he turned the tables upside down, but he never whipped anyone. Okay, he made, he made a cord of whips, but nobody got hurt. So don't say that Jesus hurt someone. Jesus never hurt anyone except himself. I mean, they would totally beat the purpose if Jesus came to die on the cross, take our wounds on his own body, our stripes, and before that, he... Went and you know, uh, you know, strip someone else, you know, beat someone else up. That would be really stupid to think even that way, you know. So he never hurt anyone. God is love, hundred percent pure love. You can't imagine God doing something like beating someone in, into a revelation. You can't, you can't do that. God doesn't do that, right? So I had to basically stop. Now what I'm trying to say is that you know, you listen to preachers, you listen to this. It's fine. You can go ahead and do that, but you will come to a place where you. You know, you'll have to give up because you'll, you'll get nowhere in terms of who God is. I want to meet you, the, the one true God. I want to meet the Father, you personally. That is the most important thing, right? Which is the basic principle of, of, of everything in terms of even intercession, right? Intercession is nothing but us and the Father. Prayer, supplication. What, what are these things? Prayer, supplication, intercession. This is nothing but us and the Father in relationship, in oneness. That's what it is, plain and simple. Okay. Have you ever wondered, like, you know, for example, people who, uh, we have large gatherings, we have a lot of people. Before this, uh, you know, we, we are in India, before the, before the elections, the last time, government elections, the elections before that, the whole church in India was praying. Were you part of that prayer group? The whole national prayer group? What happened in the end of that? Absolutely zippo. Everything we were praying against actually happened. Well, guess what? In the US, okay? The US yeah. uh, has a brand new president. The whole country, the whole Christian country, so to speak, uh, all the Christians praying, yeah, 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 second term, second term, big prophecies and everything came, you know, second term, this, that, the other. What happened? After everything goes, you know, it's like uh, not according to plan. It's God's will. 
Huh? It's God's will. Suddenly it becomes God's will. Why? Because it's like, you know, uh, it didn't work out according to how we were praying. God, it wasn't God's will. You know, until then, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like God said this, God said that. And all the prophecies and everything come about. How is it that nothing we pray for, okay, actually happens according to how we, because I mean, intercession according to uh, people is biblical. My thing is very simple. The fundamentals and the principles are you make things happen, not God make things happen for me, which is what intercession is become today. The church intercession groups have all become about what is God going to do? And I've told you right from the start, right? I've been sharing about this right from the start. The principles remain the same. Let man rule, let man have dominion. In other words, man decides what is to be done, not Man prays and then God answers and does something on the earth. No. It is man decide what happens on the earth and man releases that power and that glory and that frequency and that energy. And then what they desire, what happens in them, that materializes. So the church comes together hoping that God will do something, which is where absolutely Zippo happens. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is very simply this. You can't throw the ball in God's court and say, God, now it's over to you. No, the ball is always going to be in our court because we are the father manifested here to execute his will through us over creation. So you want things to happen? You need to be in one accord, right? In the, if you read in the, the, uh, in the book of Acts, they all gathered and they were all in one accord. You want to know why the early church was so powerful? They knew. They, they, they were with Jesus when Jesus gave them the power to go out two by two and actually heal people physically, they're, they're themselves. Right? So they knew what that power was about. Even Judas did the same thing. Judas healed people. Right? So as far as they were concerned, they knew what the release of power was. They knew what the manifestation of power was. Jesus didn't say, Pray for the sick, pray for the leper, pray for the blind, pray for the dead. He didn't say that. What did he say? Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. Right? Did he say pray for the sick so that I can heal them? Pray for the sick so that God can heal them? He didn't say that. He said heal the sick. In other words, you're going to do it. So many times in, uh, in, in the book of Acts, it says, and Paul healed that guy. Who did? He didn't say, Paul didn't say, you know, it's like, okay, let me pray to God for you. And, you know, it's like, let's... See what happens. You can do that. So if you want to see something happening, intercession-wise, prayer-wise, whatever it is, it's not going to happen by, by by us calling God to do something. Why? Because it's a big nation, and you know, it's like a, it's more. It's more than I can handle. No, it's nothing of the sort. There is nothing that's more than you can handle. One of the things about intercession, and intercession is powerful. Okay, intercession is really, really powerful. It's not that it's not powerful. It's not that supplication is not powerful. It is really powerful stuff. It's it's amazing stuff. But Coming into one accord simply means that both of you, 10 of you, 10 of us, whoever it is, everybody sees one outcome. Everybody is in one mind, the mind of the Father. Everybody is thinking the same thing. Everybody is releasing that same glory. That is when it just happens. I told you about changing realities, right? If you've experienced it and you've tried it, and I think you should try it in anything, right? Change the reality of an, the atmosphere of any place that you go to. Just change the reality. You'll see 
that without you having to do anything, things just change for you. Everything just changes according to what you desire in your heart. Now imagine 10 of you. You all agree on one thing. This is what we are going to release. This is what we are going to bring into our realm of influence. This is the power that we are going to manifest. This is the change we are going to see. This is our goal. Now, we are not expecting God to do it. God is the atmosphere in which we are manifesting that life. The Father is the life we are manifesting. Now you bring everything into the Father. Who is you? Your reality. Bring everything into the Father. The moment everything comes into the Father, people start seeing things differently. Right? The people who need to be influenced, they start seeing things. They, they start receiving different options. They start receiving different kinds of, you know, uh, it's like if they thought, you know, this is the only way to do it, suddenly they start receiving more, uh, more clarity about, uh, about things. They find solutions. Why? It has to work out according to what your desire is. So you change the atmosphere so that the people who need to be influenced start finding solutions for you. That's what intercession is. Not God does it. We do it. God has done his part. He, he made us in his image and in his likeness. That's the end of God's part. Now it's our part. Amen. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. Right? Intercession is not about God doing something. Although you can. You can ask God to do something. And you know, I'm, I'm 100% sure that he will do it. But I guarantee you 100% on top of that that it will happen only through you. Let me say, you want to know how that works? Let me tell you how that works. Let's say you're praying for something. Okay, you want uh, the reason why we receive answer prayers most of the time. Firstly, is because when we pray for something, we ask God, you know, uh, Father God, I, I need this, do this and all that. And then we throw the ball into God's court and we expect that God is going to do it. Well, guess what? In order for God to do something, he has to change our mind. In other words, have you heard this thing about, you know, it's like you need to have faith. You need to believe, right? So you need to juice yourself up and you need to, you know, build yourself up. And then you find yourself trusting God more, trusting. And then you see the thing, you know, it's like things are going to happen. Yeah, things are going to happen. Why? I know God will do it. I know what God will. Guess what? God has done it through you. Because now you know that it's going to happen. So how did it happen? Did God do it? No, he got you to believe in order for him, in order for things to materialize from you, manifest from you. It happened through you. Everything happens through you. That is the only way it works. Spirit to natural. There's only one gate. There's only one door. You. Nothing will happen externally in your life if it doesn't go through you. It doesn't work like that. You are the gateway, you are the portal, you are the door. And the Father materializes, manifests everything that He is according to your intention, through your desire, from your life. That's how intercession works, that's how prayer works. That's the only way we see results. Right? Try these two things, okay? You try it where, you know, you're, you're not thinking about the outcome. You just say, God, you know, it's like you need to do it. and I'm not going to give a second thought to what I'm doing, you know, or what I want done. You do it and let it materialize. And then you just leave it be and see if it materializes. Versus you materialize it on your own. 
you see what your intention is, you see what your desire is, and manifest it out of your being. See which one works. Try it out for yourself. Okay? I guarantee you, the father is not raising, he's not training spoon-fed kids. He's training a manifested version of himself. In other words, I want to live the power life. I want to live the father. I don't want your oh, daddy, please, you know, it's like, do this for me. All, this, all our lives, we're not going to be doing that. God doesn't want that kind of love. He's not going to entertain it also. That is not love. That is not what love does. Amen.